Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. All right, welcome into another edition of Pad the Stats fantasy football podcast. This is going to be a special senior bowl preview show. We're going to talk a lot about the wide receivers that are going to be in Mobile on Saturday. And, uh, well, there's a lot to talk about, but first, Pat Cotter, let's talk about two guys that we are down the road going to do more in-depth, uh, you know, sessions on, I guess. Um, but we're not going to talk a lot about them today, but these are kind of the two home run hitters, uh, Kadarius Tony and Tylen Walls. Kadarius Tony, just for starters is when I watched him run one-on-ones. Now he had a tough day catching the football, but in terms of how he looked, He's different from all the other guys there. Just a, a better, better receiver, moves better, quicker, more explosive, uh, very, very sudden in his movements. I like what I saw from Kadarius Tony, And then Tylen Wallace, um, you want to talk about a guy who can just take the top off but also make contested catches, high point the football, make tough catches down the field, fighting through contact. Tylen Wallace really rose up uh, in my eyes from where I originally thought I was going to view him as. Um, he, he took off to another stratosphere for me, and I, I think I'm going to fall in love with him come draft day. Yeah, Tylen Wall, Wallace looks really good. Um, he Honestly, he looked very smooth in, in practice, and I know me and you, whenever we were watching him originally, were a little concerned because when he was at Oklahoma State, he really only lined up on the right side. And he didn't really run that many routes, so it was nice to see him kind of move around. Uh, like to the left side of the quarterback, to the right side, and run a lot of, like run a diverse route tree and look good doing it. So um, it's nice to actually see him be able to do that so we didn't have that question going into draft season. Yeah, so I think we both think that uh, those two guys are going to be highly regarded in your rookie drafts and dynasty drafts. Tyler Wallace is already moving up the board for me. Um, Again, better than what I thought he was going to come in. And Kadarius Tony is as advertised for me. I, I really just love the guy. So let's talk about some players who we really focused on in some one-on-one drills and some scrimmage drills. Pat, I'll start with you. Who stood out the most to you out of this group of wide receivers? I think we have about seven or eight guys that we really want to hone in on. Who stood out the most for you? It, honestly, the funny part is it's not even a wide receiver that stood out the most for me. I think Demetric Felton honestly looked uh, amazing. He looked he looked like he was running he looked was running routes like a wide receiver, and he's a running back. He played running back at UCLA, and I was really impressed with what I saw from him. He's a guy that's going to need to go to the right system. You know, he I think he went out there to run routes and play as a wide receiver to show people that he's dynamic because he's five eight, he's one ninety. That's not going to work as in the NFL as a primary running back. So if he wants to get on the field, he's got to show that not only can he play out of the backfield, but he can also like line up in the slot and do things out of the passing game and really be impressive. And I, I really like what he did considering how he looks. So he's a guy I'm going to keep a, keep, keep an eye on. Yeah. I almost wonder if he's a guy whose usage uh, is kind of parallel with maybe a Curtis Samuel um, a guy who, you know, you use out uh, on the perimeter a lot, but then you also hand it off to him because he does have a lot of experience carrying the football. Um, I'm not really sure how I feel about him yet, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I I might need to see a little bit more on him. But in terms of versatility, if you want a guy who's going to 
who's going to touch the ball in a lot of different ways. And like you said, Pat, if he's put in the right system to do that, man, he could be really dangerous. Okay, so uh, let me start off by giving you my guy who I think has the most upside. And that's Nico Collins out of Michigan. When I watch Nico Collins, I'll be honest, I got some flashbacks, a little bit of Braylon Edwards. Now we know Braylon Edwards' career in the NFL really didn't take off. Um, And maybe it's just the Michigan parallels that I'm drawing here, but I did see that big body, uh, a guy who, in terms of being explosive and high point in the ball and looking different in making those kind of catches in the red zone and along the boundaries, he was different from every guy in this field today um, or from from this week nine and three eighths inch hands six foot four 215 pounds um, he's got the physical makeup makeup to be a matchup problem he's a long strider but he uses physicality like I said to win vertically and along those boundaries this is a guy that I think again has a ton a ton of upside and I wasn't sure what I what to expect because of course Michigan's passing offense not very explosive not a lot of numbers to look at with Nico Collins. Um, but I tell you what, explosive, smooth athlete. Again, the best leaper that I saw in these practices. I think he's just the most difficult guy to cover out of any of these players because he's so big, he can box people out. That's six foot four frame. Somebody's going to fall in love with that. If he ended up being a second round pick, would not surprise me at all. He is my biggest red zone threat and my most upside of anybody at uh at the combine or at the uh, the combine, I wish we had a combine this year at the Senior Bowl. Uh, so far, um, did you want to add anything on Nico Collins, or did you want to talk about your next your next biggest no, guy? I mean, what about with Nico Collins? Honestly, you know, I kind of watched some of his film earlier in the year, and and I saw all those kind of big guy go up and get it type catches, dangerous in the red zone type catches. But I was honestly impressed a little bit of what, by what I saw that like, wasn't those big guy things like his ability to move around, even run some like short area kind of routes. And that's what made me think, okay, okay. This guy's not just DP uh, Donovan people's Jones. He's not just, uh, the, what's his name? Uh, Gandy golden. You know, he's a guy that has some, he has, he can, he's not locked into that big guy role. He can be a more versatile wide receiver while still excelling at the, at the go up and get it red zone threat who was your most did you have a guy who was maybe your most underrated receiver out of this group like I still I still love what I see out of Cornell Powell you know just kind of watching him in the ACC kind of look at him and I I, I like the quote I heard earlier I can't exactly remember where I where who said it um but he was like you know you kind of watch him and you're like holy crap uh this is you know the next next freshman you know uh, Clemson just does it again finds this another stud and then you find out he was, he's coming out this year. I'm like, oh man, it's, you know, he must be like a red shirt, you know, sophomore or something. And then I look, he's a senior. He just hasn't done anything his entire career and just kind of came on. I like his swagger. I don't, I mean, I don't think he's going to be a, a super high upside guy, but I think he'll, he'll be a guy to, to keep an eye on and we'll cut like he'll, he'll find his niche in the league. I think so too. Um, Cornell ha- Cornell Powell, 10-inch hands, big mitts, six foot 205. I thought he looked bigger than what he was listed at, to be honest with you. When I first started writing notes, I said, this is a big-bodied receiver who can move well. He's actually not that big-bodied, but, you know, at six, six foot 205, you're, you're thinking, okay, he's a little bit like, you know, about the same measurables as, I guess, your average guy, you know, yeah. DJ Moore. Yeah. I mean, right along those lines, but... Um, 
I really liked what I saw out of him. I think, like you said, Pat, I think he's a guy who can stick at the next level. I don't think he has maybe the most upside out of some of, you know, out of, uh, you know, Nico Collins, for example, out of some of these other guys we're going to list. Um, but if you want a guy who I think is going to, he's going to find his, his place in the league, he's going to stick around. Um, I don't know necessarily what his upside is as a fantasy prospect right now. Um, but yeah, I, Overall, I liked what I saw out of Cornell Powell. Um, he's one of those guys who can be an outside threat, but he can work the middle of the field too. Um, gets off the line quickly. I think he, like I said, he can win vertically. Um, and yeah, he's. I, I thought he he's a smooth guy. works works pretty well off the line of scrimmage. Uh, definitely liked what I saw out of Cornell Powell. Um, all right, I'm going to give you my next guy who. If you want a home run threat, this is my next biggest upside play. Maybe somebody that you haven't heard of too much. And that's out of Marquez Marquez Stevenson out of the University of Houston. Not big hands, eight and a half inch hands, not a big guy, 5'10, 182. But if you want a, a straight burner, a guy who can stretch the field, who can make huge plays, and honestly track the ball pretty well from what I saw in some of the one-on-ones and some of his uh, you know, some of his uh tape from Houston. Um, but this guy has tons and tons of upside. So I'm telling you, on your your draft day, your rookie draft, if you want a guy with big upside who you can get in maybe the middle to the later rounds, Marquez Stevenson is your guy. Gets off the line quickly, uh, you know, again, wins vertically. He's got that track speed, he's gonna run a sub four four. Um He's going to find a home somewhere in an aggressive, you know, if he's in an aggressive down the field passing offense where he can use his speed, kind of like a Deshaun Jackson, I think he's going to make a big impact at the next level. Yeah, I like, I liked, you know, I, Marcus Stevenson's one of those classic, like, you know, burners, but he's high, you know, he could be a boom bust kind of guy. So he's kind of, I agree that he has a lot of upside, but he also, could just be out of the league quickly. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I did like what I saw. He's like you said, he just runs by everybody. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can, you know, kind of refine his game at the next level. But uh, I think he's a great guy to take a shot on. Uh, my my kind of high upside guy that like needs a little bit of time is uh, Frank Darby. Frank Darby out of Arizona State. He, he didn't really play all that much this year. He got injured, I think, in the second game. I think he had like four catches all year. But he kind of was about to step into that that uh, Brandon Ayuk, that Nikhil Harry role. And, you know, like I said, unfortunately he got injured. But this guy has, I think he has all the tools. He's your, I think he could be, a, you know, your number one guy. But he needs refinement. He looks sloppy out there. His routes kind of, he chops his feet too much. He almost, he, and he takes a lot of extra steps especially when I saw some of his comeback routes on in the one-on-ones, he really just like, he didn't seem like he's really practicing all that much, you know, being injured and, and uh, he needs work. He needs work, but I think he's got all the tools to be a number one wide receiver down the line. You know, a guy like, I mean, Devonta Parker even is a little bit too, too much, but he needs time, but I think he can really develop if he puts his mind to it. Yeah, I I think he's got a little bit of Anthony Miller in his game. He's a he's a quick twitch guy, uh, you know, pretty fast, pretty quick, uh, really good route runner from what I saw. I, I think he just had a tough day in terms of uh, it, it almost seemed like he was really pressing to me. It, could, that could be. That could the be. moment was, I don't want to say the moment was too big because that's one of those cliches where I, I hate to say that about a guy, but at the same time, um, 
it was like he was really out there trying to impress yeah. big time. And I think it got in his head a little bit. So I don't want to put too much stock into what we saw one-on-ones from Frank Darby. But along those same lines, some of the positives that you mentioned, I definitely saw those too. There, there, there's a lot to work with with Frank oh, Darby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if he is one of the better receivers out of this group at the Senior Bowl, wouldn't surprise me one bit. All right, let's talk about one of your favorite receivers in this Senior Bowl group. And I I put a couple um, – uh, I can't think of the word I'm, I'm looking for, but um, – Like stars by him? Oh, no, like uh, superlatives. That's the okay, word I'm looking yeah. for. A couple superlatives by each player's name. Okay, yeah. So, for example, I put, like I said, with Nico Collins, he's my biggest red zone threat and my most upside player. Um, and then Marcus Stevenson, biggest home run threat. But this guy is – was my most separation created out of anybody, which you gotta love. You gotta love when you see guys who can just who can just separate from DBs, and that's Dwayne Eskridge. I loved what I saw about Dwayne, from Dwayne Eskridge. Pat, I know you really love him. I'll let you talk about him here. Yeah, I mean he's another guy like like Marquez Stevenson. I don't know if he's. I think he's probably around as fast, maybe a little bit less, but he's. He seems like a fairly refined player. Like, he looks like he's worked at his craft. He looks like he's running good routes out there. You know, and for a guy for coming out of Western Michigan, it's kind of kind of surprising. Now, he is an older receiver. It's kind of like the Van Jefferson type of this year. I think he is 24, so coming into the league a little late. But uh, he he looks like he's he another guy that has the tools to be a starting wide receiver in this league. Uh, he doesn't always seem like he's in control. You know, he, he like, again, again, one of these guys like that, just seems like he, he tries to make a cut and it's almost like too fast for himself and he slips up a little bit, but you know, the tools are all there. Like I said, he's a very fast guy. He seems very quick, has good route running ability. He did have a couple drops in the practices, but I like what I saw from him. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think too, we talked about this when we were watching some of the one-on-one drills, these guys are out here really trying to prove a point. And sometimes when that happens in these spotlight settings, you know, these showcase settings where it's one-on-one, guys get moving a little bit too fast for their own body, and they start getting ahead of themselves. And I think some of the the slips and the cuts and things, but yeah, Dwayne Eskridge had a few of those moments too, a little bit like uh, Kadarius had some of those moments, um, more so him with the drops. Uh, Frank Darby had some of those moments. I think these guys are just, they're so amped up for this moment to try to really, they're auditioning. I mean, these guys are auditioning for jobs, so I get it. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked what I saw from him that when you were talking him up a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, I really hadn't had a chance at that point to put on the tape, but now I, I see what you're seeing and I do like Dwayne Eskridge a lot. So keep an eye, please, please, please keep an eye on Dwayne Eskridge. Do your film study with him. Cause this kid's got a chance to be pretty good. All right. Um, Oh, and the other thing with him, too, is I thought, personally, the way he caught the football, he had some of the most true hands out of anybody in this group. Really, really true hands. So not only a guy who can separate, who's a good route runner, but catches the football very, very cleanly and smooth. Uh, you got to love it. I think he's an all-around guy who can who can really make an impact. Not very big, 5'9", 188 pounds, um, but overall, really like what we saw from Eskridge. All right, let's move on here to my most underrated receiver of this group and that's shy smith pat out of south carolina 510 186 pounds nine and three quarters inch hands again i say he's the most underrated he was the best man beater in one-on-one work in my opinion 
he was the most one of if not the most polished guy in in those one-on-one drills um he again like we'll talk about with Amari Rogers kind of looks like a guy who has the makings of a pros pro a little bit and I definitely think this is a guy who's going to stick you need to take a look at Shai Smith he's explosive off the line quick feet really definitive compact movements in and out of his routes um very very smooth polished route runner loved what I saw to Shai Smith I'm looking forward to watching him in the game on Saturday yeah, he's a guy I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of dive into his film uh, at uh, South Carolina. You know, he looks like a dynamic player. You know, he made some of the best plays on the ball the entire day. You know, he may had a really nice diving catch that kind of extended his arms out, kind of even like as far as he could reach, kind of make a catch. And it was it was pretty ridiculous early on. Uh, he is a playmaker, no doubt, and a guy that I'm excited to watch. Yeah, and that catch you were you're mentioning that that's a that's a corner route where he's you know, essentially running away from the ball and still has to leap as he's kind of falling back, which is a, a, a really tough catch on a corner route, especially on a nine route. Um, so yeah, really, uh, really good stuff from Shai Smith. Really liked what I saw. My most underrated receiver in the group. And then the final guy that I want to talk about, Pat, and then if you want to mention anybody else, um, Amari Rogers. This is my biggest pros pro candidate out of anybody. He is very smooth, very polished, kind of like Shai Smith. Uh, excellent body control. Out of all the guys that I saw, he is the one player who never, ever looks out of control. He's never off balance. He just looks, everything is just cool, calm, and collected with with Amari Rogers. And the fact that he comes from Clemson, where last year with Trevor Lawrence made a ton of big plays you put on the highlight film, he's always making plays down the field, out of the slot different formations, different uh, uh, alignments. Uh, This guy has seen it all. He's been there. He's done it on the biggest stage, which you have to love. Now, the one thing with Amari Rogers that's going to hold him back, in my opinion, he's not the most explosive athlete. He's pretty quick. He gets in and out of cuts quickly. He's a good route runner. He's smooth, like I mentioned. But he's not the most explosive guy. And for a guy who's 5'9", 210 pounds, you know, and doesn't have the longest levers, uh, it's going to be tough for him to really make a... He's going to be at a disadvantage, I guess is what no I'm doubt, getting at. No doubt. So I, I think he is a guy out of out of this entire list. If you want a, uh, a guy who's definitely going to stick, Amari Rogers is going to stick in the league, and he's going to play somewhere, and I think he's going to be pretty damn good. I don't know what his ceiling is as a fantasy prospect right now, um, but... Uh, he reminded me of Eli Rogers personally, um, not to use the same last name, but he, he did. He, you know, not of an ex- not a super explosive guy, but a, a smaller, quick guy who can do a lot. Uh, you know, all over the field. Really. Like a like a, if he went to the Patriots, like a Julian Edelman type guy. I can I mean, see that. I think if, like if if Brady had him back in the day, I think he would be one of Brady's favorite guys. He looks like a guy who has a plan every time. He knows what he's going to do. He's going to be where you want him at, you know, at that time. You know, he's not like, again, he's not the most athletically gifted person, but he, he, he goes out there. He looks like he knows what he wants to do and he does it very well. But um, like you said, he's just a smaller guy. He's going to need to really maximize his technician, like his, his ability to move and being a technician to really succeed at the next level. All right, who is the one guy you're going to tell fantasy owners for their rookie draft? Who do they have to go get? 
to go get. Um, not not Kadarius Tony, not Tylen Wallace. We already know those guys. Let, let's talk about this group of of seven or eight players we just talked about. I mean, if you're going to get anybody, I think that that is Nico Collins. Really, I think I like your pick as the highest upside player. I, he really impressed me. Um, I think he's going to be, like you said, potentially an early third, even sneak into the second. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a second-round pick, even with how deep this wide receiver group is. He could be a guy like, like you know, that goes before guys. You're like, wow, he went, he moved up the board that high. You know, he's uh, he's impressive. Yeah, I I can't even I, I mean there's a couple guys here that I I could go with, but I'm going to go with Nico Collins too. Uh I think we're both on the same board. The 6'4", 215 pound frame, what he can do boxing guys out, winning vertically, high pointing the ball, he's very explosive. He's got all the natural tools to be to be very good. Um so I think he's another guy who needs to probably land in a right spot. I don't think he's a not many guys are team proof, but but he is a guy. I don't think he's team proof, um, but yeah, man, I I think Nico Collins. You have to go get him. I agree with you there. So, all right, well, uh, go ahead. You had, had more guys. I had a couple yeah. more notes I kind of wanted to go over, basically from the other positions. Um, you know, Matt Jones has been getting a lot of hype at the Senior Bowl. You know, if you turn on the uh, the ESPN guys, they basically have not stopped talking about him. They're hyping him up as a top pick. Do not be surprised if he gets the Daniel Jones bump and is in the top. I could, you know, I could see the hype getting crazy in him going as QB4. Like that type of hype, it would not shock me at all. Um, at the running back position, you know, running back is not a great, uh, it's not a great position to get a good feel of these guys, unless they're more of the scat backs, like your Michael Carter, who looks good, or your Demetric Felton, also looking good. Uh, you're going to get a lot more information information at the game. Even then, you know, they don't really get a chance to get into a rhythm, so it's a limited scouting opportunity for these guys. Uh, I do want to kind of highlight uh, Larry Roundtree, who looks like a guy who does everything proficiently, but nothing, you know, great. So he could be, I think, a guy that you're going to see stick around in the league for a while. Uh, Khalil Herbert looked has, has looked good as well out of, out of Virginia tech. Um, he's looks very fast. Look, he can catch the ball. Well, I'd like to see some power, more power from him, but he looks like another guy that to keep an eye on for this year's draft. Um, Ramondre Stevenson has been getting a lot of buzz as well. He hasn't looked very good this week to me, but, um, he, I've heard that he might be sick. He's down about 20 pounds from where he was. And he's yeah, still, well, that boy's still yeah, thick. He's still the biggest running back there, and even bigger than Najee. I think he weighed in at like 235. But the, the school had him listed as 250. So he, I, I feel like he might have been sick at the at there, or maybe he's just out of shape and they had him well, really li- listed high. You know, it seems like every other guy at this thing's puking. Yeah. Every other guy's yeah, throwing up right and left. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's the, the weather, the conditioning. These guys are just their nerves are getting to them. I have no idea. There's a bug going around. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's kind of kind of ironic. So hopefully there's enough guys to even play this game tomorrow. Felt like there were a ton of guys who didn't dress. I think for maybe the Wednesday or Thursday practice. Yeah, a lot um, of guys, a couple we, guys got injured. Got injured. Things like that. I know Mac Jones had his foot stepped on. I don't yep. think it's Dwayne very Eskridge serious. Is, is questionable for the game. Yeah. So there's um, some guys banged up. But overall, Pat, there are a lot of players that we're going to keep our eye on Saturday. Um, this is a great group at the Senior Bowl overall. Yeah, one more guy. I kind of want to actually. Yeah, go ahead. Hurry up. We're going to wrap on. this thing up. 
Uh, you guys might be wondering why we haven't talked about him yet. Sage Surratt didn't. I don't think he looked good at the Senior Bowl. He kind of reminds me of JJ Ortega Whiteside, big guy that's not going to really separate at the NFL level. I mean, Nico Collins looks ten times better than than Sage Surratt has, and they're you know similar type body guys. So I, I think that Sage Surratt really hasn't looked great for me. It could be he hasn't played all year, but you know this is a big shot for him, and he really kind of blew it. Yeah, okay, so uh, keep an eye out on those receivers, especially that we named. Um, this is going to be a, a fun one because I, I can't remember the last couple of years there being quite this many guys that we we thought stood out, and, and even bigger name guys. So this is going to be a fun game to watch tomorrow. Enjoy the Senior Bowl. We'll have a full recap uh, early next week to talk about uh, what we saw on the field, um, and hopefully some of these guys validate what we saw in practice and, yeah. and on their film in Saturday's game. So enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.